see it? So what Christ comes to do is to put a new nature in you. And to those of you who are trying to change your behavior, it begins with a new nature. Then allowing the new nature to overcome the behavior is a process. Don't let any of these church folk fool you. It is a process. You can change your acts, but changing the way you think is a process called transformation, which you will go through in degrees the rest of your life. Now watch this, because I still have to show you why I got this text. Most of also, we had our conversation about lust of the flesh, feeling desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But you were helpless. But you couldn't change your life. But your whole family was hookers. But your daddy was an alcoholic. Your granddaddy was an alcoholic. All of your uncles was an alcoholic. But uh, tell somebody say but. Uh, this is where the story changes. This is where the curse is broken. This is where the yoke is destroyed. This is where the breakthrough happens. But God, who is rich in mercy, let's read people and say, God is in it. God is in it. Somebody who can do it, jump up and turn around right fast. That's what God does. He turns the story around. He turns it around delivers you. He turns it around and brings you out. Tell your neighbor I'm in the middle of a turn. I'm in the middle of it. I haven't changed completely. I'm in the middle of a turn. I, I, don't bother me because I'm turning. I'm in a twist. I'm in a process. This is delicate. This is between me and God. Leave me alone. I got to make you come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't cuss, but I want to. I don't fight no more, but I still feel the earth. I'm just talking about the process, the process, the process. Sit down, let me show you one more thing. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. Anybody glad you came to church this morning? This is, this is, this is the good stuff. Y'all with me? But God, who is rich, you know something? I was reading this this morning, and I got so. But God, who is rich, you know what rich is? Rich is when you have more than you need. Abundance, overflow, excess, increase. God said, I am rich in mercy. He says, I will not run out of mercy. I got new mercies every morning. God is rich in mercy. Watch this, watch this, because we're getting to the bud is the turning point. But God who is rich in mercy, for his, not just his love, his great love, wherewith he loved us. I want to apologize to him because I don't have the time or the ability to, to broach his love. I'm, I'm limited 
by, by language and metaphors and articulations and parables to be able to describe something that defies human logic and imagination. There is nothing comparable to it. His great love. You know one of the reasons we cannot conceive God's great love is because we are not willing to love people enough to imagine a forgiving love. Now here's the problem. When you cannot imagine a forgiving love, you cannot fathom receiving a forgiving love. You cannot receive what you will not release. Father, forgive us as we forgive those. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, if you can't do it, you can't receive the idea that maybe God has really truly forgiven you. Really, for real. As long as you are a grudge holder, you're not a grace receiver. Because you can't, you, you can't fathom that you could be that bad and God, his great love. Somebody say his great love. Now, let me tie this up. Even when we were dead in sins, he didn't wait to love you till you got better. He found you dead in your sins and he loved you anyway and quickened us together with Christ, made us alive together with Christ, by grace are ye saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ, for by grace are ye saved. I, I, I want to show you this. What the writer is telling us is my conditions are down here. My circumstances are down here. But positionally, I'm already raptured in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the transformation is not the Christ this time. And then, maybe it is. Because when we went to the mountain before, we saw the body of Christ transfigured. And now as we go to the spiritual mountain, you see us transfigured, but then us, we are the body of Christ. So that means that as we go higher in Christ, we are made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and we are all being transformed on our mounts of transfiguration the change is coming the water's broken goodbye to where I came from Goodbye to the systems that held me. Cut the cord. I'm dying out over here. And I'm being transformed over here. Get the mucus out my nose. I never used it before, but I'm having to use new tools. And here, yeah!
I'm learning how to operate in a new dimension because the higher I go, the less I need of where I came from and the more I need of where I'm going. I'm going to cut what I don't need and experience what I do need because the change is coming in my life. And it only happens when you come to the mountain. You can come to church the rest of your life, but if you don't come up higher to the mountain, you will always be in the valley while a few of us go to the mountain. As I close today, when Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration, while they were experiencing glory on their mountain, the people on the bottom were dealing with demons. Demons that they couldn't cast out. While Moses was up on Mount Sinai, walking in glory, his people were down in the valley, dancing naked around the calf. At the end of the day, they are both in the same place, same area, but location, location, location. As I close today, I want to ask you a question, and only you can answer it. You've come a long ways, but are you going to stay in this dimension where you started for the fellowship and the company of being in the course of your friends? Or are you willing to die out to them and step into the next dimension of becoming who God called you to be? You cannot be who you were and be who you are at the same time. The more you change over here, the more you're going to die out over there. The more you are absent in this dimension, the more you are present in this dimension. A sure sign that you are changing is when they change how they feel about you, and they change how they support you, and they change how they like you. Their hatreds are the birthing pains that is necessary to get you to the next dimension. When you feel the haters, don't go back in the womb. Push your way on out. When you feel the rejection, don't go back where you came from. You've come too far to turn around. You've got to go into the next dimension. Location, location, location. got to stop there. It's been such a joy to share the word of the Lord with you today. I believe that God is preparing you for things ahead, and you've got to come into alignment, strategic alignment with purpose and destiny, not problems and haters and enemies. You've got to align with purpose and destiny and get ready for what God is going to do. You have to understand that our being called and separated from the familiar is absolutely necessary so God can do with us as he has planned. He has a plan, an absolute infallible plan, a strong plan for your life. You will not be defeated. You will absolutely succeed. I want to challenge you to walk by faith, not by sight. I know it might not be a convenient time, but stretch out on his word and meet me June 28th through July the 1st for Megafest. It's a festival. 
It's going to be powerful. It's going to be life-changing. But for you, it's going to change the trajectory of your life. Register now, megadashfest.org. I'm waiting to hear from you. Joy is getting ready to come into your life, and you will not remember anymore. Your mind is going to be wiped clean. That attitude is going to be changed. But now sorrow has transferred into joy. Are you ready? I want you to jump up and holler joy. One, two, three. It is not enough that he called you. Hear it. But you got to do the coming. Discover how to answer it. To be able to enter into a dimension that you couldn't enter into otherwise. And experience the fullness of coming into your calling. I'm going to set you in the next dimension so that you can flow into your destiny rather than to sweat in your history. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's crucial message coming into your calling on CD. He will always call you to do something where you say, Lord, I can't do it without you. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Coming Into Your Calling on CD and the extraordinary Six Message Destiny series on DVD. I'm not looking for a Jesus I can carry. I'm looking for a Jesus that can carry me. However, when your gift is $110 or more, we will add Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Destiny, and crucial study guide. Coming Into Your Calling is greater than you can imagine. And we're human. And in many, many ways, we're no different than anybody else anywhere in the world. What Megafest does is it connects us in our shared humanity. Right. And we get to worship together. I think this is a time that we need to come away and be healed. Now you're about to receive everything God promised in your life. But when I come to manpower, I see other men who are weeping and saying, God, help me too. So now I'm not alone. There's so much that we can glean from one another from generation to generation. I'm just saying, let's get it. We've got to get the gospel without discrimination to everybody, to the men, to the women, to the kids. Get the young people to Jesus, and they will be drawn. Real people, true people, just telling them like it is. And when we get together... Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Dust.
for every day of your life. Let prayer and meditation lead your journey. Reflections, a Daystar original program, daily. Daystar, on demand, is wherever you are. Anytime, anywhere. Today's generation makes Daystar their home for fake television. Daystar, experience it. The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. On this special episode of Life Today. The moment we let you know it happened, you immediately stepped up. An exciting update on a life-saving miracle fulfilled through our viewers. We couldn't do as much as we are able to do without your help in joining with us. I want you to look in at a very real situation that the love of God through you totally corrects miraculously. Coming up next. I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, and I welcome you to life today. This television program has always been about life. Stay feet long. Hey, God took a man named Ezekiel in the Bible. And in Ezekiel 37, he said, Ezekiel, what do you see? He brought him into a place, a valley of dead, dry bones. And Ezekiel said, I see dead, dry bones. God said, speak to those dead, dry bones to come back to life. Nothing happens until you speak. Nothing happens until you speak. What are you speaking? What has silenced you from speaking? Maybe you're not speaking negative words. Maybe it's just that you're not saying anything at all. You've just gotten quiet. It's like fear has turned down your faith. It's brought the volume down. This morning, I want to bring the volume back up. I want you to start speaking what God wants you to speak. David said in Psalm 118, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, you can speak over your day. Just as weathermen forecast what the day is going to look like, you can forecast what your day is going to be like. When you speak, your attitude starts to change. Your heart starts to change. Your perspective starts to change. The joy of the Lord is my strength. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Faith is not ignoring the fact. Some people think, well, Paul, that just sounds ridiculous. I mean, you're saying things that aren't even true yet. And you can describe things. You can describe what the day feels like. If the day feels bad, you can talk about how bad it is. If your life is going down the, the, the drain, you can talk about how negative your life is. But Mark 11:23 says this. Anyone who says to this mountain. Now look at that part right there. It doesn't say anyone who describes what the mountain looks like. It doesn't say anyone who stares at the mountain, anyone who ponders about how big this mountain is. It says anyone who speaks to this mountain. If you don't speak to your mountains, your mountains will speak to you. If you don't start speaking to the giants that are in your life, those giants are going to speak to you. Right? This is what happened with David and Goliath. Goliath was a big, massive giant. And all the Israelites were afraid of him. 
He had spoken and they ran and they were afraid because he spoke with such authority and boldness. But David didn't ignore the facts. Faith doesn't ignore the facts. Faith is big enough to handle the facts. And faith won't fix what you won't face. You've got to face those facts. Faith can handle it. David walked right up. He looked at the facts, looked them up and down, and said, Who are you uncircumcised Philistine that defies the living God of Israel? I will feed your body to the birds. Come on, somebody. I'm ready to take Goliath down right now. David said, I'm going to cut your head off. I bet you didn't think you were going to hear that in church this morning. But sometimes we are so intimidated by what the world is speaking. Paul, my life is just, I'm never going to get out of this. I'll, I'll never be the lender. I'll always be in debt. I'll always be the borrower. I, I'm not going to be able to pay for college. I might as well not even finish college. I'm just going to drop out. God doesn't have a plan for my life. I totally screwed up everything. I've, I've sinned so much. I've got a terrible past. God, can't you stop talking yourself out of your destiny? Stop talking yourself out of the forgiveness of God. Stop talking yourself out of the, the plans that God has for your life. Jesus said in Mark 11:23, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt, does not doubt in their heart that it can happen, but they believe what they say will happen, it will be done for them. What do you need to start speaking over your life? Paul and Silas, they were in a prison and they were locked in chains. It looked hopeless for them. They were told they could never preach again. Here they were in the bottom of this dungeon and people all around them in chains for all kinds of other crimes that had been committed. Paul and Silas are sitting in there. They could have gotten quiet. They could have been discouraged. They could have kept their mouth closed. But instead they started singing. They started speaking the word. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul. Man, I started on a high key. <laughs> you get the point, right? They started singing. They weren't going to let the circumstances silence their faith. They weren't going to let the surroundings dictate the volume of their faith. They started singing praises to the Lord. And when they opened their mouths, God opened the prison doors. When they released the words out of their mouth, God released them from the chains around their hands. I'm telling you, your breakthrough is in your mouth. The miracle is waiting to be released. It is voice activated. Jesus told his disciples, there's a donkey waiting for me in Jerusalem. How do you know it's there? All I know is that it's there. My miracle is just around the corner, but I need you to go get it. Sure enough, his disciples walked a few miles into Jerusalem, and there was the donkey waiting for Jesus that he would ride into on that day where, where they would lay palm branches down and, and worship Jesus. What Jesus did in that moment is he spoke something into existence. He released his words. You know, when you speak, the angels move on your behalf. When you speak, you are releasing favor into your future, or you are canceling out what God has in store. Some of us have accepted defeat in the mind, and we've got to start stirring our faith up. Wait, I still got breath in my lungs. I, I'm still alive. 
God, you're not finished with me yet. My best days are still in front of me. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, which means it, it must be conceived in here before it's achieved out there. If you can dream it, you can do it. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. That's from the scriptures, by the way. Jesus said in Matthew 9, verse 27 through 29, the message version, two blind men were calling out, crying out to be healed. And Jesus looked at them and he said, become what you believe. This is Matthew 9, verse 27 to 29. He looks at these two blind men and he says, become what you believe. In other words, if you believe that you can be healed, then receive it. And it says immediately they received their sight. And my challenge for you this morning is that you would enroll into a school of faith and begin believing God for supernatural things. You might not think that God cares about the details of your life or football games or whatever. But listen to this. Psalm 37, verse 23 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights, look at that, in every detail of their life. I want us to say that together. He delights in every detail of their lives. God cares about the details of your life. He cares about the desires that are in your heart. If it can bring glory to God, God wants to see it happen. The question is, do you believe He can do it? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And you ask not because you doubt in your heart that God will do it. So what do you think about God? What do you think God thinks about when He thinks about you? Do you think that God thinks good thoughts about you? David said, Lord, how wonderful are your thoughts towards me. How wonderful. David had a revelation that God thinks good about him. My friend Daniel had that same revelation. and He was in high school, and all of us were starting to buy cars. We, we needed transportation. We were junior, senior, 17, 18. And so we started saving up. I was mowing lawns. I bought my car. and Daniel was looking to buy his car. and He started to pray, Lord, I'm praying for a vehicle. And he thought, you know, I could pray for anything that has wheels, and I'll get anything that has wheels. Or I could be a little more specific and say, God, you know the desire in my heart. You care about the details of my life. Since he was young, he had always liked Mustangs. Not just any kind of Mustang, a Mustang GT. Not just any kind of Mustang GT, not a red one, a black one, a white one. He wanted a silver exterior and a black leather interior with a CD player. Come on, he wanted a Mustang GT. And some of y'all might be thinking, well, that just sounds like a bunch of prosperity gospel. Well, here's the deal. You can believe for nothing in your life, and you tell me how that works out. You can coast the rest of your life and not talk to God about the desires in your heart. You tell me what happens. Or you can walk up to God like you're a child of God, and the Bible says that dads know how to give their kids good gifts. The Bible says when kids ask for a, a piece of bread, their dads won't give them a snake or a stone. How much more does your Father in Heaven want to take care of His kids? I think some of us have a warped view about God. We think God doesn't care about us. We think God doesn't want us to ask Him for the desires in our heart. We think we've got to come to God with our head down and put our tail between our legs like a doggy and just say, I'm so poor and pitiful and all I want is just to be poor and pitiful. No, listen. Jesus said in John 10, verse 10, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. In order to activate your faith, you've got to have something to believe for that you can't do on your own. If you can do it by yourself, where's God's job in your life? Only when you bring it to God. How many have something that you can't do that you need God to do in your life? All right, come on, Jesus. I'm here to stir up your faith. 
If Eric could build a youth group of a thousand people all in his own strength, that wouldn't be faith. But in order to tap into faith, he's got to go to God and say, God, I think there's 600 more teenagers in our city that aren't in church that you've called us to reach, and only you can do it. So, Lord, I'm coming by faith because you care about the details of my heart, and you know I want to see our youth group grow, and I want to reach more teenagers for Jesus. So Daniel began to dream, God, you care about. And Daniel told God, God, if you bless me with the Mustang GT, I'm going to give every person a ride that needs a ride, and I'm going to bless someone with a car who needs a car when I'm done using it. And so God, sure enough, Daniel, well, let me tell you this. Daniel took a picture out of a magazine of a Mustang GT, put it in his locker, put one above his bed, and every night he would pray, Lord, I thank you for good dreams, good sleep. Your angels are watching over me, and I thank you that Mustang GT, silver exterior, black leather interior, is on the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Daniel had already convinced himself in his heart, whether this prayer gets answered or not, doesn't cancel out my praise and thanks towards God. But I'm going to go ahead and just let him know what I'm believing for. See, you have not because you ask not, and you ask not because you have a warped view of whether God likes you or not, whether God cares to help you. Sure enough, God showed up, blessed Daniel with that Mustang. He was giving people rides. Hello, right here. He was letting people use his car. He ended up giving that car away, blessing someone who needed a car with that Mustang. God has continued to bless Daniel as Daniel has come to God like a little boy coming to his dad saying, Daddy, do what only you can do that I can't do. God's blessing is not contingent upon what year it is, what president's in office, what season you're in, what city you're living in, what church you're going to, what family you grew up in. The blessing of God supersedes any season, any location, any vocation, any year you're in. Stop limiting what our incredible God can do. The Bible is full of promises for our everyday lives, but it's hard for us to hold on to these promises if we don't know what they are. With Pastor Paul's new Promises of Victory book, you can discover 60 scriptures that apply to different areas of your life, along with prayers to pray and promises to declare. Put them up where you can see them each day so that you can anchor your heart in the truth of God's Word and find strength and hope, knowing that no matter what you or your family are walking through, God has some to say about it. Each of these 60 promises will give you confidence to pray and to believe that what God said, He will also be faithful to bring to pass. Use the different prayers and scriptures to be reminded that in every situation, He has a promise and a plan for you. Receive your free promises book today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or go online to pauldoherty.org. Get your Promises of Victory book free today. How do we stay with it? How do we stay, obey, and sow when it doesn't make sense? There's two things. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. They go hand in hand. It's like beef and cheddar. They go together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It just works. That doesn't rhyme, but don't worry about it. Come on, somebody. Faith and patience. You can't have patience without faith, and you can't have faith without patience. 
If all you have is faith, when it doesn't work out, you're going to leave and quit. You're going to be upset. If all you have is patience, you're going to be sitting there the whole time but not expecting anything. You've got to have both. Hebrews chapter 6 says, Through faith and patience, your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, inherited the promises of God. Faith and patience are not a lazy, sluggish attitude. Faith and patience are an active, I'm going to make the most, but I'm not leaving where God's placed me to be. I'm going to stay in motion, but I'm not moving out of the land that God called me to stay in. I'm going to wake up on Monday, and I'm going to work this thing. I'm going to work my job. I'm going to work in my marriage. I'm going to work on my family. I'm going to sow seed even when I'm not getting any harvest back. I'm going to sow seeds of love. I'm going to sow seeds of forgiveness. I'm going to sow seeds of prayer. I'm going to sow seeds of finances. I'm going to sow seeds of kindness. I'm going to sow seeds of, of, of being a peacemaker. See, when you start making the most of the place God has you right now, you start discovering what's actually beneath the soil of the ground you're standing on. The grass will always look greener on the other side when you're not watering your own garden, your own yard. You've got to water it. You've got to work it. I was on the highway the other day, and I was in a lane that I had to stay in because my exit was just a mile away, but the lane I was in was backed up in traffic. Man, I wanted to get out of my lane. I was looking at the other lanes. They started moving. They were going faster and faster. And I was thinking, okay, maybe I can get in that lane and get ahead of like 100 cars and get up there and cut up in front and get back in the lane I need to be in. So I did. I got out of my lane, got into the other lane. I was thinking, nice, I'm going to start moving. Right when I got into the other lane, all of a sudden, it just stopped up. And the lane that I was once in started moving faster. And I thought, oh, I, well, I was friends with those guys. Let me get back in there. They're like, no, uh you tried to get out of our lane. You are not one of our friends. You tried to cut in front of us. Nobody would let me back in my lane. This is what happens, though, sometimes. We get out of the mission, the ministry, the marriage, the covenant, the place we're supposed to be in. I'm going to get a newer model. I'm going to find someone 30 years younger. I'm going to go and do something fresh. What if you just stayed with it until the miracle happened? What if you stayed there until you saw the breakthrough? What if you stopped leaving every time you got unhappy, every time you got antsy, every time you felt restless? What if God's saying, just stay, just stay? I have a blessing waiting for you in this season, in this moment. You know the amazing thing is God blessed Isaac in a year that made no sense to get blessed. I've heard people come to me and say, you know, the year of Jubilee is coming up. That's the year where God's blessing actually comes to pass. And I'm thinking, okay, but God's blessing also comes to pass in the famine. God's blessing also happens when it's not the year of Jubilee. God's blessing is not contingent upon what year it is, what president's in office, what season you're in, what city you're living in, what church you're going to, what family you grew up in. The blessing of God supersedes any season, any location, any vocation, any year you're in. Stop limiting what our incredible God can do. The Bible says nothing is impossible for Him. Oftentimes we build our faith on boxes that are collapsible. Eric, can you start just stacking these boxes? When everything's going your way, it's easy to have faith, right? When my desires are being granted, my faith is growing. Everything's going my way. My prayers are being answered. Everything's going my way, right? 
financially blessed. I'm getting blessed left and right. Okay, my faith is huge. OU is winning. Oh, man, Dallas Cowboys are winning. My faith is huge. Don't lie. Some of you guys have been there before. (laughs) But then, life. Life happens to all of us. The Bible says that rain falls on the just and the unjust. See, the Christian life is not a promise of, of everything being easy and perfect. We're not promised a perfect life. But we are promised a perfect Savior and a perfect eternity. So when our faith is built on everything going our way and life hits... What we thought was so strong comes crumbling down because our foundation was built on on something that isn't really a promise. He doesn't promise that everything's always going to go your way, but he does promise he's going to work all things together for good, even when it looks bad. So what do we build our faith on? What foundation is unshakable? I got a few promises and blocks. Here's one. Heaven is your eternity. Your best days are always in front of you. This is a believer's promise. You say, what can I count on as a believer? Like, why should I follow Jesus? What do I... See, atheists, they believe... Your life on earth is all you get. However many years it is, that's it. Enjoy it. Make the most of it. Everything's over after that. But Christians know my end is my beginning. Death is not the end. To live is Christ. To die is gain. What's another promise we can count on? This right here. loves me yes Jesus loves me the Bible tells me so no matter what I walk through when the electricity is off when the electricity is on he loves me when I'm in the hospital or when I'm on the mountaintop he loves me he loves me he doesn't just love me when I've got my act together he loves me even when I'm a mess he loves me that's a promise Here's another promise. Through Jesus Christ, I'm forgiven and saved. Through Jesus Christ, I have salvation. I have forgiveness of sins. This is a promise you have as believers. See, but Paul, things aren't going my way, but but, but that's okay. Because that's not a solid foundation anyways. Even if things were going your way, At some point, Hebrews chapter 9 says, all of us are appointed to die. We're all going to face eternity. You can't dodge death the rest of your life. And you don't have to be afraid of death. It boggles my mind when believers are afraid to die. Because I'm going, wait a minute, look. Through Jesus, you're forgiven. You don't have to be afraid to face eternity when you've repented and asked Jesus in your heart. Through Jesus, you're saved. Your eternity is heaven. You don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear uh, 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 trials or tragedies. Here's another one that I also really like. This one is the one that I remember 
in the hospital with my dad. God is with me. No matter what I face, he's with me. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, the promise of God stands eternal. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Church, you can stand on the solid foundation of faith. No matter what I face, God's with me. No matter what I face, God loves me. No matter what I face, heaven is my eternal reward. No matter what I'm going through, with Jesus, I can make it. Watch what happens when you throw the life ball at the solid foundation. It doesn't break. It doesn't shake. Because it's unbreakable faith. It's a solid foundation. That's all you need right there. Now, it doesn't mean you don't believe God for miracles and for things to go your way and for favor. Absolutely. But you're not going to lose your faith and walk away from God just because things don't go your way. Because your faith is on a solid rock. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Hey, I pray this message today has ministered to you, encouraged you, built up your faith back in who God is and what God has in store for you. Our desire here at Victory is just to stir people's faith up. Just to remind them that God is for them. God is with them. God has great plans in store for them. The Bible says nothing is impossible for our God. And I want to encourage you today, whatever you're facing, whatever prayer you're praying, just to remember nothing's impossible with God. Get that deep down inside your heart, inside your spirit. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, I believe that nothing is impossible for you. I surrender to you. Help me to live with faith, not fear. I choose to trust you and lean not to my own understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to help you in your walk of faith, your journey of faith. I know for me, I'm constantly looking for resources that are going to strengthen my faith. And so we have one for you called 60 Promises of Victory. And it's a little mini book, and it has on each page a promise from the Word of God a, a victorious prayer to pray for you to declare over your life that God's not finished with you yet. So we want to get this mini book to you for free. All you got to do is call us, write to us, go to our website right now, request it. We'll send it to you for free. And we're only able to do this because of the generous partners that are watching out there. And I want to thank those of you that say, you know what, I believe in what you guys are doing. Paul, I believe in the message you're preaching. We appreciate you all so much. And remember this, with Jesus, your best days are right in front of you. The Bible is full of promises for our everyday lives, but it's hard for us to hold on to these promises if we don't know what they are. With Pastor Paul's new Promises of Victory book, you can discover 60 scriptures that apply to different areas of your life, along with prayers to pray and promises to declare. Put them up where you can see them each day so that you can anchor your heart in the truth of God's Word and find strength and hope, knowing that no matter what you or your family are walking through, God has some to say about it. Each of these 60 promises will give you confidence to pray and to believe that what God said, He will also be faithful to bring to pass. Use the different prayers and scriptures to be reminded that in every situation, He has a promise and a plan for you. 
Receive your free Promises book today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or go online to pauldoherty.org. Get your Promises of Victory book free today. Now is the time to dream bigger, to go further, to move forward, and know who you are. Original, unconventional, extraordinary. So go ahead, live in your purpose, find your destiny, fulfill your calling. This is real. This is now. This is how you change your world. Victory Bible College. keeping you from the life that God wants you to live. Our faith was meant to be tested. We're supposed to have moments that feel like they're too much to handle. These moments are God's greatest opportunities. I don't have to feel faith to have faith. I got faith in the middle of a storm. My faith doesn't mean it's not going to rain. My faith means I'm going to make it to the other side through whatever waves I have to cross over. Rediscover your faith while watching Elevation with Stephen Furtick every day on the Hillsong Channel. Introducing the Hillsong Team Box, an exclusive monthly subscription that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. Here's how it works. Each month, we'll send you the Hillsong Team Box full of exclusive resources at 50% off, free shipping in the U.S., and no hidden fees, a combination of worship, books, t-shirts, apparel, devotionals, and more. Join a group of people across the globe who are bringing the hope of Jesus to humanity. Visit hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. You're watching the Hillsong Channel. Welcome home. I'm Brian Houston. Let's go. All right, Lord, I want to use every gift you gave me. You are watching Steve. We have loads coming up in today's show. Welcome, everybody, from wherever you're watching. And today is our day. So we are talking about the heart. I was just with comparison. You don't want to miss a moment of this exclusive coverage. If men and women work together cooperatively, that's where God's image is best expressed. Everybody has stories of loss, but they can't stop us from moving forward. I want to encourage you to stand tall. Many times we get the question, you know, young people say, how do I find the right person? My answer is run for God. Okay. This is what do you think? He's the one who spoke and the universe came. The church is advancing. God's protection is on yeah! We've got you covered on the Hillsong Channel. through these pretty quick. The first one has to do with the lie that God is not wise. 
And the faulty view is, is that God is a killjoy. You know? He's just a killjoy. And anytime you're having fun, anytime you're laughing, God's kind of furrowed his brow like that cranky librarian at the high school that I went to. No, I'm going to let that go. <laughs> the idea is that rules limit joy. That's the lie. You know, there's so many rules in the Bible, and, and, and it's going to keep me from being happy. That is a lie. That is a lie. God's rules are, are, are not uh, forbidding things that would make you happy. They're protecting you from things that would lead to misery. How many people could say, sadly, I'd actually learn that? All right, so, but you don't need to learn it again. In Deuteronomy 30:19, he says, See, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Choose life. Why would you keep choosing that? This just made you so miserable and unhappy. There's a God that loves you, and he's not a killjoy. That's just bad theology. And, and then here's one. God's, this is the idea that God's not good. God is a prison warden. You know, and, and he's just, I'm watching you, I'm watching you, and, and all the Christians are watching you, and everyone at church is watching you, really, really. And, and God wants to take away my freedom. He wants to put me behind bars. No. John 8, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. There's so much freedom in following Christ. There's so much freedom in knowing what is right and what is wrong, and where is all of this going and what matters, and what doesn't, and what produces joy, and what leads to misery. It's all laid out for us. Somebody, turn to your neighbor and say, it's all laid out for us. It's all laid out for us. And, and uh, I love this sentence. You'll hear me say it from... Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, help me here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody want to tell me thank you? Yeah, what's his name?
gather round the wood, we gather round the wood, gather all alone one by one. I heard a prayer till the prayer was done. Mama was dead.
in the valley. I've been blessed from the mountain and the sea. Yes, I'm blessed in these words against me. Oh, blessed have been born against me. I've been blessed through trials and tribulations. I've been blessed through sickness and pain. Oh, I'm blessed in the middle of the valley. Yes, I'm blessed in the storm and the rain. Stingray music, all good vibes.
excuse me, I feel the love, I know it's not me, it's from above, I'm overflowing, I feel the good, it's something on me strongly, if you feel me, everybody throw your hands up and say,
Rondeshkara de Komboske, Hede de Kombo, Rondeshkara de Kombo, Sada.
Rondir gose hedeke shararakoskanda ka Romboskiri riko se shandranir gose de Hokra shiririko boske he Horandir gosaka Boskararako se shiririko sa Rondir goseke Boskeririko sandrasko de Yandiriko sata Hushkeririko mboskeririko se shiririko sanda Boskeri de Combraca, Hoskeri de Combrandi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi, Randi de Gossesi de Gossandraska de Gossa, Horrendiskeri de Gossada, Horrendiskeri de Gossesi and Raska de Gossada, Horrendiskeri de Gossesi de Combo, Horrendi de Gossesi de Gossa, Hoskeri de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi Horandi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi, Horandi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi, Randi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi de Gossesi, Randi de Gossesi 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 Broskiri de Komboskan Rande de Kosedaka Horoshiri de Kosedran Rande de Kosedike Horoshiri de Kosan Rande de Kosedaka Hoshkara de Kosedishkanduko Harandishka de Komboskada Harashara de Kosedike Shandranergo Hoshandikiri de Komboko Ha
Shandroskanda Shekendo Randeke She Hoko Randeke Yankaramboko Yeke Yo Yeke Yo Yeke Yando Shandeke Yo Yeke yo Ukorondeke yanda Ukorondeke yanda Ukorondeke yande Ukorondeke yanda Oh Father God we praise thy name We glorify Yorondeke sedesh karakomboko sada Rundi Thank you, Father. Enter in. Enter in. Enter in. Get it Kandish, get it Kumbuko. Yander Shandros, Enter in,
We pray for those in hospice. We pray for those who are bound by addiction, bound by abuse. We pray for those in the missionary field. We pray for those who are in the church. We pray for those who stand on your word without guilt, measuring themselves at the stick that you have placed now. And Lord, we just ask you to be the blessed. We ask to speak the supernatural healing and deliverance and those who seek to be so that they know that it's you that you are, who you say you are, you will do what you say you will do for your glory and for their Okay. All righty. Father God, Doran Boski did a Kumboska at a Kosi, did a Kumbokran, did a Kosaka. All right. Let me get the other phone, put this on charge. I don't feel like doing it, so I'll be back on in a second. You are a mess. You are a mess. <laughs> What'd you say? I said you were a mess. And I don't feel like doing all that. <laughs> Alright, I'm changing phones. Okay. I'm on mute.
fast forward to crazy stuff. reason people want to stop you. Okay. What do you want, Kat? I did not ask you to come and rub up against me. What's going to happen? She said I'm crazy. <laughs> it's showing you some love. Now, I thought you said something first. Alright, I'm going to get the list. Oh boy, my neck hurts. <sighs> I'm gonna do my first set of vitamins. Okay, I got the new shit, but I didn't get the list. I just ain't woke. That's all there is to it. And you're going to come stand in the way. Look at you. Yeah, I was about to hit you. Praise me, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> 
Let's pray for the move family. Sharing Pat, who almost created a position, running most of the backup, 
Tony Arnie Hushka, the Gosfisher, 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 Sakra. 
ambassador, the rush for the position of position, 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 start up, rush position, 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 the third hour, back it up. Tony Brooks, run the position, 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 start up, run the position, 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 start up, run the position, 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 start up, back it up. Okay, Richard, run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position of third run the position of position of position Run <laughs> Yes, Father God, both can down to the gospel, around the gospel, after all. The Lord Eric's church, around the gospel, 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 Okay. Luminari, who's standing in the Sakra. Crackhouse. Yandi the Gosation, the Gosation, the Gosation, the Gosation, the Saraga, while the Gosation, the Gosation, the Saraga, Sakra. Illuminati, the Crackhouse. Bear worshipers, you have both get it come brand to go say, Shakara. And my little crack house, bear worshipers, and ah, what time is it? Really? Illuminati crack house bell worshippers and Satanic got school program. Run the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel,
On my list, Felicia did the other one, so we just got the other list. <sighs> Walking in the realm of the supernatural. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Grace, mercy, and favor. Sakara. <laughs> Walking around the supernatural, Peace of passes all understanding. Run the go the 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 Broken, I guess, and I proved all understanding. Grace, mercy, and favor. I was understanding. And we had a close to the broken, I guess, and I proved. Walking around the natural discernment. Run the position of a 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 position of Not. I'm going to send out a text for the reading.
Oh, okay. Well, both of y'all are. Okay, Lord. The Lord told me to anoint you all to walk in the realm of the supernatural and perform miracles. That's what I'm about to do. I know y'all probably looking at the wall like, really? So I'm about to pray for that, for both of you all. Isn't that special? Actually, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not scared. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me take that. No. Yeah, I hear my phone ringing. You might be excited. I'm quite sure she got a few other things to say. <laughs> She's like, I'm getting on the line for this. <laughs> She's like, who? Now she's going to turn into a how. Who? What? Uh, okay. All right, Lord. Well, this is what you told me to do, Father, so I'm going to be obedient. That's your word. I'm just the best. Lord, you told me to anoint my brother and my sister, just for clarification purposes. Aresia King and Mark Child to walk in the realm of the supernatural and to be able to perform miracles, Lord. Lord, you're the one that does the choosing. You're the one that does the equipping. I'm just speaking for whatever you want me to say. So, Father God, you're Touch them right now. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, dear. Oh,
the word splendor of God is entering in. Mm. 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 Wow. Buscaradakande mm. to perform miracles. The laying on the hands. Mm. To speak out a word. Mm. To move by the anointing of Christ to change situations and circumstances. That power, that ability has been imparted into both of you all. Mm. Mm-hmm. God has chosen you to walk in that area, in that arena. And we repeat that because you didn't ask. He chose you. He chose both of you. Both of you all to walk in that area and arena, to move, to do, to be obedient. At his request, trust, speak, impart, move, and allow his spirit to govern your every move and your every action. It is totally up to him. You just submit and obey and watch God work. Your life will transform as of this moment. Mm, Not even today, but as of this moment. You have been supernaturally endued with the power of God to walk in the realm of the supernatural to perform miracles by my hands, says the Lord. He has chosen you. He has qualified and equipped you. He has moved you into the realm of where he desires you to be. He has pursued. Now, this is the thing. This is the, now, see, this is the part that you don't like here. See, he has positioned you <laughs> to be in the midst of the oncoming train. <laughs> The oncoming storm. (laughs) The oncoming confusion. So that you can speak order out of chaos. You can tell that train to stop and it must. That storm to be still and it will. He has chosen and equipped you for the task. So just do it and move at his beck and call and watch God work. It's up to him. It's not up to you. So Hora allow his anointing and his word to increase in your life. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I get one amen. I know the other one is like, you know what? See, I'm... I'm, I'm 
I'm in the conference. I ain't got time for this. Get on the phone for this. <laughs> You're supposed to love me. Hey, Sam. I accept on behalf of me and my sister. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And she does, too. Whether or not she's, she's just in a position she can't say it right now. <laughs> oh, no, that's why, I, that's why I text you and I told you that we accept already. I, oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I'm standing proxy for her right now. You know, I, there we I, go. There we go. I got you know? it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what a family's supposed to do. Now, see, I, I had to step out. Oh, I had to step out on that. I had to step out on that. Y'all make me walk out. I just made me walk out. <laughs> Now, when I want you to step in on my behalf, y'all go run for the heels. Both of you. Look, and now I can't even find mother or Jeff. Nobody on the seat now. I got you. We made her miss her, her meeting. Shame on us. Literally made me walk out. I said, oh, wait a minute. I had to gather my stuff and think about this, about this session. Yeah, it was you who would have did it for me. So I was just basically doing it for you. I love oh. you. Oh, thanks for returning the favor. Hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I got you. Hmm. That's what family do, better. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the train. Because <laughs> <laughs> I already see mine coming. I know mine coming. It's on the way. This has been done. You all have been anointed. And, um, uh, oh, well. <laughs> and I'll probably get it. I just sent a, a smart text. I'm sure I'll get one in reply. <laughs> she said, that, that's why I don't pull with you. I don't even know why I'm on the glass. <laughs> oh, all right. See, you know what? That's how come you can't share stuff with people because they definitely use it against you. <laughs> what? 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 
And and I stand to correct you, it was two, not one. Oh, 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 I got to take care of some business with her. Okay, no problem. Right. Just text me before the reading. Well, you know. I'm not a big cat, but I'm not a big cat. 
You're listening to Stingray Music.
Stingray music. All good vibes. Send me a mountain and I promise to move it. Show me a valley, I'll walk right through it. I ain't worried. Give me a heart and I'll jump right over like a game of limbo. I get down the wall, I ain't worried. So hurry and only make you feel you stay waiting. And when you feel it now, remember you can't. So
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app. God is able. God is able. 
Brandy to go say she 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 to go say Brand the negotiation of the negotiation Yes, 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 Father God. Ha, should have called the kiss. Hombrosh get it a gandaka. Ha, should have ghost the shan rose get it a gandaka. Lord, she did a consaga. Out. Yesterday, 
and what was going on. All day people have been talking about Comey and, you know, all the political thing, and you was talking about it yesterday. It wasn't until I was talking to you that I realized they were talking to about Comey and the political things. I thought they were talking about Kobe, Kobe Bryant, and the mess that he was into. <laughs> so, you're so goofy. So I'm saying to myself, they still dealing with that Kobe Bryant mess? <laughs> goofy. So when you was talking to me, I was like, then it finally after a while, like, oh, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> Goof troops. I know, I know, I'm special. And I've seen him on TV, too. The, 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 you know, I did just, whatever. Anyway, I just wanted to make you laugh. <laughs> I know, I'm special. Okay. All right. Let's see what we're going to get into today. All works cause us to accomplish are revealed in the intuition of the spirit. We should deviate from God's will if we follow the thought of our mind, the feeling of our emotion, or the desire of our will. Cat, why you put your head on my foot? You you know you're crazy. The next thing you know, you're gonna bite me. I know what you're gonna do. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Crazy animal. We should deviate from God's will if we follow the thought of our mind, the feeling of our emotion, or the desire of our will. Only what is born of the spirit is spirit. Nothing else is. And all the labors, Christian must wait on God. Mm. <sighs> and all the labors, Christians must wait on God until they receive revelation and intuition. Otherwise, the flesh will assert itself. God would undeniably grant us the spiritual strength for the task he calls us to execute. Here, then, is an excellent principle to remember. Never extend beyond the strength of our spirit. If we undertake more than we if we undertake more than what we there have, we will draw invariably upon our natural strength for help. This should be the beginning of vexation. <laughs> vexation of spirit. <laughs> Overstretching and works hinder us from walking according to the spirit and disables us from achieving true spiritual accomplishment. Oh, boy, we're going to have fun with this. I don't uh, Come on, Sam. Just keep reading. Okay. How people today have seized upon reason, thought, idea, feeling, wish, and desire as the governing factors in work. These emanate from the soul and contain not an ounce of spiritual value. These can be good stewards, but they most assuredly are not good. I got to read that one again. Wow. Mm. That is powerful. That put everything in the right capacity, the right category. Mm. Check this out. Listen to what I'm about to say. 
how people today have seized upon reason, thought, idea, feeling, wish, and desire as the governing factors in work. If y'all get parcels in the mail, each piece will be a piece of my daughter. I'm just letting you know that now. These emanate from the soul and contain not an ounce of spiritual value. These can be good stewards, but they most assuredly are not good masters. We shall be defeated if we follow them. I'm, I'm going to refrain from saying anything till I get to the end because this mm. spiritual service must emerge from the spirit. Nowhere else but here shall God reveal his will. <coughs> ah, my neck hurt. Workers must never permit solical sensations to transcend spiritual relations while helping others. Mm. They should minister, minister spiritual help in all purity. Any solical feeling can be harmful. This often is a danger and a snare to workers. Even our love, affection, concern, burden, interest, and zeal must be entirely under the Spirit's guidance. Negligence in keeping this law causes untold moral and spiritual defeats. If we allow natural attraction and human admiration or the lack of these to govern our efforts, we will surely fail in our work and our lives shall be ruined. <laughs> to obtain genuine fruitfulness, we frequently need to disregard fleshly relationships on the cause or in the case of those dearest to us, at least regulate them to a subordinate place. Our thoughts and desires must be offered completely to the Lord. We will undertake whatever we know intuitively through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The flesh has no possibility of participating in God's service. The measure of our spiritual youthfulness depends upon how penetratingly the cross has cut into our flesh. Do not look at apparent success. Rather, look at how much is done by God's crucified ones. Nothing can cover the flesh, not even good intention, zeal, or labor. And though they be in the name of the Lord Jesus and for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, God himself will work. He brooks no interference from the flesh. He, we should realize that in the matter of serving God, there is even the possibility of offering an unholy fire, that which is unspiritual. This arouses God's wrath. Any fire which is not kindled by the Holy Spirit in our spirit is but unholy fire and is deemed sinful in God's sight. Not all deeds done for God are his deeds. Doing for him is not enough. The question is, who is doing the doing? God will not recognize any labor as his if it simply reflects the believer's activity and is carried out in his strength. God recognizes work must be done by God himself through the spirit of the believer. Whatever comes from the flesh 
shall perish with the flesh. Only what comes from God remains forever. Doing what is ordered by him can never fail. All right, that's that's okay. That's just a good. That's more than enough. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh Lord. Mm. Help us today, Lord, to hear from you. Help us, Father, yet to speak to us, Lord. Yet to go speak to each and every one of us. Yet to go Allow your word to rise up. Allow your word to rise up, Father. Jesus' name I pray. All works, all, not some, but all works which God calls us to accomplish are revealed in the intuition of the Spirit. He's saying all, not some. If God calls us to accomplish it, we will know by revelation of our spirit. It will emanate from from the communion of our spirit to the intuition of our spirit, we will know from the inside because we will begin to see it from the inside. It has not yet gotten to our mind as a, mm, it's a process as it begins to unfold in your mind. I don't know if you can really follow me what I'm talking about unless you actually are walking in it. We all walk in it to some degree. But what we need to begin to understand is the process that takes place so that we can yield to it more. As you yield to it more, it will become more and more and more part of second nature and actually part of first nature. So, again, he's saying all works which come from God are revealed to us through our intuition of our spirit. The intuition part of our spirit is that knower. We should deviate from God's will if we follow the thought of our mind, the feeling of our emotion, or the desire of our will. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on now. Do you... Look, that should cut each and every one of us right there. The thought of our mind, the feeling of our emotion, the desires of our will. Each and every one of us. Because you know what that creates? That's that anxiety. That's that I don't know what to do. That's that what's next. And then we'll start doing, moving, seeking, whatever. That's who, Jesus. This is why the Holy Spirit has to train you. And it's just nothing you're going to do on your own. He has to call you. He has to train you. Because you will naturally yield to you. Okay. Let me break this down. Trying to see who I want to mess with today. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They got these conferences going on. 
they're in the process of trying to put this stuff together. So, here they are, where to have it, what to do, how to put it on. Well, let's do this, let's do that, let's do it. And these are good things, but then is this the direction that God wants you to go? How do you know the direction that God wants you to go? First, you stop, you spend time with the master. Again, I, I talked about what, what I'm trying to do with, with, with various people on the line, even with the people I've grouped together, purposely, so you're building your spirit and getting direction from God. That's why I have you doing it. You do this, then you go and apply yourself. That's why I have you doing it, so that you will begin to... Petition God on behalf of the various vendors. Again, you're petitioning God on the path that he wants you to walk. You petition God on what you need to do, how you need to do it. You're going before the master continuously. So now when it's time for you to do this, then you go, oh, let's do this. I see this. And it'll, it'll, it will be a, it'll be a harmony. Because one person will have this part, another person will have that part, another person will have that part, and things will come together because of the Holy Spirit leading you. See, that's how the Holy Spirit intends for us to flow. But now we can, God can sure say, hey, I want you to go do this conference. And you can say, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to do such, I'm going to do such, I'm going to do such, I'm going to do such. You start calling, start putting together and these are good things, but is this the path that God wants you to go? Now, this is the other scenario. You're moving in accordance with a certain direction, then you hit a bump in the road. And this is going to get everybody because we're at a stop. We're at a dead end. What do I do? There's an obstacle here. How do I handle this? You just start doing something. Again, is that what God wants you to do? Is that how God wants you to do it? Okay, let's say this. I got. I've, I've been seeking for, seeking for. Um, I've been seeking for a location to have the have the convention there. Because God said this is what He wants me to do. So wisdom and prayer. He start calling around now. I get two venues calling me back at the same time. One is 500, one is 1500. Wisdom say, I ain't got the money, let me get the 500. Did I stop and ask God first? Wisdom might say, get the cheaper one. But God might have a reason for you to get the other one. Then, okay, but God, I don't have that. But again, is this the path that God wants you to have? See, that's why we have to be trained by the Holy Spirit to walk according to what he wants us to do. I'm, I'm going to just keep reading because y'all ain't getting this today. We shall deviate from God's will if we follow the thought of our mind, the feeling of our emotion, or the desire of our will. 
Only what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Nothing else is. In all their labors, Christians must wait on God until they receive revelation and intuition. Otherwise, the flesh will assert itself. Mm. In all their labors, Christians must wait on God. That's good for about the first day, the first 15 minutes, the first hour. Then when ain't nothing happened, then something got to be done, and then we'll start doing stuff. He said the flesh will assert itself. How will the flesh will assert itself? As soon as you stop yielding to the spirit, immediately the flesh kicks in. It's not even a pause because something's going to direct your course. The moment you stop seeking and yielding to the Spirit of God, the flesh automatically recognizes the flesh is just patiently waiting. Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Get out of the way. Come on. Come on. Let me do this. Let me do this. The flesh wants to take over. The flesh doesn't like to be subordinate. So the moment that you say, ah, this God thing, man, you know, I tried it for that week and it didn't work out. I got stuck. I, I I was I had two conference table two conference conventions and and I I didn't know what to do so I went to the cheaper one. Then you go to the cheaper one and you go by there you see why it was the cheaper one? Cause it was a rough jacked up neighborhood ain't no place to do this that and the other and all the other stuff. But see you were anxious and you moved because it's cheaper. But you didn't wait on God. To, to whatever, maybe to talk to somebody, whatever he has his reasons for doing stuff. Again, he's God. That's, that's the one thing you really, really need to learn is to get out of the God business. What do I mean by getting out of the God business? Get out of the why this happening and how this is supposed to be and I need that. Look, 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 the, the, the more and more you get up out of God's business and let him handle it, the more relaxed you will be about what's going on in your life. The more you'll quit trying to figure stuff out, the more you quit trying to put your hands on stuff. Oh, it ain't easy. It's natural. And, and we're about to get this next part that he's, get, he's getting ready into. I'm that, I mean, that, that, that is so beautiful, the way he worded that, to help us to get a better understanding about how we're supposed to walk. Only what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Nothing else is. And all the labors Christians must wait on God until they receive revelation in the intuition. Otherwise, the flesh will assert itself. God will undeniably grant us the spiritual strength for the task he calls us to execute. Hence, there is an excellent principle to remember. Never extend beyond the strength of our spirit. If we undertake more than what we have, we will draw invariably upon our natural strength for help. Now that's 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 that one struck me. That's that's never. Where do we go? Where do we go? Never extend beyond the strength of our spirit. The problem or the question would be: Do we know what the strength of our spirit is? We as a tendency draw back from this when we when we say we've reached our limit in the natural. We don't know what our limit is because if we would know if we don't if we would have known what our limit was, 
we wouldn't have such challenges in our flesh to do what he says because there is no limit to the spirit. And, and that's something the only, only the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah, that's why God, the Holy Spirit is our mentor. He knows what we can and wait, what we can't do. And so just like I said, in some instances, he might just say pause and wait because he say, he know you ain't ready for that. So look, I'm going to give a first example, and you're about to crack up. <laughs> like we're talking about our friend's church teaching spiritual warfare, and we're going, really? Okay. <laughs> we, we know they ain't ready for that. You know, so, again, like, you know, I'm going to bind you in the name, and I'll, oh, okay, you go right ahead. Man, come on with that foolishness. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But, see, because, but, you know, God has to grow all of us up in situations and circumstances, and that's the beauty of it grace and his mercy. But again, and that's another thing why we have to yield to the Holy Spirit, because like I said, we don't know. He knows. And it's his job, and he will do his job if we seek and submit. God's not going to put us in anything that's going to harm us. That's not, that's not his character. But see, the thing, we think, now what he will do, he will put us in situations which will make us yield <laughs> Um, take off our flesh because we're stretched, because we're pulled in too many different directions. It will purposely allow you in your soul and in your flesh to be stretched because what that does, that makes you yield and submit to his will because you can't do it on your own. And you come to the conclusion of, I can't do this. Perfect example is the commercials we see where the mother or the father comes to the child in the crib and, and, and all jacked up and say, I'm taking a sick day. And the baby's looking at you like, oh? You know, what am I saying? I'm saying there's certain situations in life that you want, you, you want to pull back, but you just can't. That child can't take care of himself. And you might be the single parent with a job, and you can't even go on to work, but that child needs to be looked after. So your body is a wreck, but you need to look after your child. So, you'll, so again, you'll call on God to give you the strength, and you'll find yourself capable of taking care of that child. Well, you know right now you just want to lay in the bed. See, that's what I mean. You'll be in a situation where you're stretched, but God will give you the strength to perform what, you, what he says you need to perform. But going back to the word, Process, I'm going back to the word progressive revelation. Hence, there, hence then is an excellent principle. Remember, never extend beyond the strength of our spirit. If we undertake more than what we have, we will draw invariably upon our natural strength for help. This should be the beginning of vexation. Overstretching and work hinders us from walking according to the spirit and disables us from achieving true spiritual accomplishment. That's why you must learn to listen to God and what he tells you to do and not to do. That's why you must learn. Oh, perfect thing when he was talking about yesterday was that Philip planning and then going somewhere else. If Philip had, if Philip had tried to stay in, in wherever it was he planted the church, 
he would have been vexed because God needed him to go minister to the eunuch. And, and that's what we do. God will tell us to do something, and we're trying to do, take it to the next level. He's like, that's not what I told you to do. I told you to do step one, two. I got somebody else assigned to do three and four. But because you look at the situation and you know that there's a need and it makes perfect sense, and now, check this out, check this out. You don't see anything or anybody else in place or position to do steps three and four, so you naturally start to do it. Now, this is the thing, and I hope you all catch this, because it makes sense for you to do step three and four because you recognize the need, but maybe that person or that situation is not ready for step three yet, and God knows that. So rather you standing there trying to force this thing to work or force this person to hear or force this another guy says, you've done what you've done with one and two. I need you to go somewhere else because this person here needs to marinate. They need to get ready. They ain't had life come to them enough to open up and humble themselves yet. But you're so busy trying to force, force feed, make them see, make this happen, make this work. Really? You're trying to fix that square, that square peg in that round hole and it just ain't going to work. And you're going to get frustrated and aggravated. And God said, come on, child, I need you somewhere else. But we do it all the time. That's why we must learn to listen and trust the leadership of the Spirit. If he told you to do one or two and to leave it alone, leave it alone. And learn to trust God regarding what's going on. Now, if you if you if you do one or two and it bothers you, he tells you leave it alone, leave it alone, but you can still pray for it. Ask the Holy Spirit what to pray. It might not be a prayer of petitioning God to do something. It might be a prayer of thanksgiving God, thanksgiving to God that he has performed that which you've spoken to that person's life. Now, I hope you kind of got what I said, because right now we're touching on the different types of prayer. Because, see, again, there comes a point in your prayer when it transitions from asking God to thanking God. What do you mean? I ain't got what I, I've been petitioning God for. Well, that's nice. But by faith, you must believe it, and you must begin to thank him for it, even though it has not naturally manifested yet. Well, when does that happen? When do I do that point? That's the importance of listening to your mentor. He'll tell you that stuff. <laughs> now, here we go, here we go, here we go again. How people today have seized upon reason, thought, idea, feeling, wish, and desire as a governing factors in work. That, 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 hold up, come on now, again, because he's about to really break this thing down. How people today have seized upon reason, thought, idea, feeling, wish, and desire. As the governing factors, that key word, governing, that means these are what dictate about how I'm going to do or why I'm going to do. The governing factors, the feeling, the governing factors, the thought, the governing factors, the reason, the idea, 
These will dictate what I'm going to do or how this is going to work. These emanate from the soul what? and contain not an ounce of spiritual. What, what you talking about? Reason. Where does that emanate from? Your thought life. Thought. Well, that's your mind right there. Idea. Sounds like a mind too. Feeling. That's your emotions. Wish. That's, that sounds your emotions too. The more your soul. Desire. That could be solical as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are any of those coming from the communion, the intuition, the the, the um, omniscient, not the, the um, intellect? I can't think of the word right now. Communion, intellect, and anyway. They're not emanating from the spirit. These emanate from the soul and contain not an ounce of spiritual value. These can be good stewards, but they are surely not good masters. Ooh, come on now. These can be good stewards. To watch over that which God has given you, your feeling, your desire, your reason, looking at what needs to be done, how to handle it, how you're going to walk, doing things in excellence. You know, these are good stewards over the giftings, but they're not to be the good masters. The masters are the ones that tell the steward what to do. So what he's saying is your spirit tells your soul what to do. Then your soul performs it in this certain manner, in a certain way. But it's your spirit the one that gives you the order. That's the that's the path that you need to follow. So again, is he saying these are wrong? No. He's saying they need to be subjected to the leadership of your spirit. And your spirit needs to be subjected to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. That's the proper divine order that God needs you to walk in. Now, I'm going to read it one more time. How people today have seized upon reason, thought, idea, feeling, wish, and desire as the governing factors in work. These emanate from the soul and contain not an ounce of spiritual value. These can be good stewards, but they most assuredly are not good masters. We shall be defeated if we follow them. Spiritual service must emerge from the spirit. Nowhere else but here should God reveal his will. Look, your feeling, your thought, your emotion, I can guarantee you, that somewhere along the pathway is going to let you down. You're going to make a mistake. What you thought was going to happen doesn't happen. I can assure you. If no other reason, then from the fact that God is training you to recognize the fact that you can't lead yourself and you need to see that. So I'm allowing you to fail so that you will yield more to me. What if that doesn't line up with Scripture? Oh, really? Ain't no flesh going to glory in my presence. How about that? Did you get it in? God wouldn't allow, ain't no failure in my life. If failure is going to draw you closer to God, get you up out of yourself, make you humble yourself, submit and look and lean toward God, it's not a failure in his eyes. Oh, come on, shit. Daddy, don't go sit down. It's a success because you're learning. 
you're drawing closer to him. See, that's why our minds are not his minds, our thoughts are not his thoughts. That's why we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and his word. <sighs> Workers must never permit local sensations to transcend spiritual relations while helping others. Yeah. I'm just allowing the knife to go ahead and just shwa, shwa, shwa. Workers must never permit solical sensations, you know, how you feel about somebody or something, a situation or circumstance, to transcend spiritual relations. In other words, how you feel to go beyond what the Spirit of God is telling you. They should minister spiritual help at all purity. Any solical feeling can be harmful. This often is a danger and a snare to workers. Even our love Affection, concern, burden, interest, and zeal must be entirely under Spirit's guidance. What? Wait, wait, come on, hold on. Bam. Even our love, affection, concern. See that that one right, right. I can see mothers having a problem letting go of their children right there. Yeah, I just I just had all the mothers just say. <clears throat> You child, I tell y'all, y'all gonna get pieces because your 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 concern for your child makes you want to mother them. But again, when they get to a certain life, with like going off to college, you have to learn how to mentor them because see, they have to grow up for themselves. So you see them, they get ready to hit this brick wall, and you want to grab them. Out of love, your concern. But God said, no, they need to learn right now. Because, see, it's one thing for them to learn now where they do still have your protection, your love. But it's another thing when they're on their own to be making those mistakes. So God, again, meant to you those, those feelings from my soul, that love, affection, concern, interest, and zeal, it must be entirely under the Spirit's guidance. If God tells you, leave him alone, leave him alone. I had a situation the other day. Bother the but God said, leave it alone. Okay, Lord, but leave it alone. All right, so I left it alone. But it still bothered me what I prayed about. But I left it alone because I knew I had done I had done all I needed to do. There's nothing else I could do. So me to go back and mess with it would be to mess it up. So yes, it bothered me. It's not what I wanted. Didn't look, look, look. Let me let me explain this to you. It's it's and again, you need to learn this. It's upsetting when you have done all this time and energy putting you this into something, and then you look at it, and it's about to fall apart. And God says, leave it alone. That's not quite the thing you want to hear. You want to hear, God, I need to, I, I, he said, leave me. And see, let me, let me explain this to you. Let's be real about some things. What can you do about it anyway? 
There's some things in life you can't do nothing about it anyway, and you try and try to do something about it. It's not going to help the situation. So sometimes you just got to stand back. Again, and that's when you can do what I told you to do. You can pray. Seek the Holy Spirit about what type of prayer needs to be done. But for you to go back and put your hands on it, mm-mm. that's just like me. I, I, I do mudding and taping and different stuff in my hands. And there gets a point in time when I've given that stroke, and that, that stroke I get a smooth, clean cut, and my things like I need to be. If I go back in about 15 minutes and touch it again, I'm going to mess it up. It might not, because it's done all I can need to do to it at that point in time. The rest can be sanded or whatever. But I go back and put my hands in again, I'm going to have to start all over again. So I got to leave it alone. At that point in time, I've given it the stroke it needs to have and let it do what it needs to do, and then I come back and sand it, then I have a finished wall. But the moment I come back and touch that thing again, I'm going to have to start all over again because I messed up the processes that are in place in order for it to dry as it needs to. See, again, we're getting back to that word process. See, the process of me putting it on at a certain time with a certain stroke to get a certain finish, after that it needs to dry, then I can sand it for the finishing. But I don't like the way it looks. I want to go back and do this, and when I do that, I got to mess it up, and I got to start all over again because I messed up the process. So, again, we don't understand. Our thought, our feeling, our emotion, our desire ain't God's thoughts, ain't God's ways. So if he tell you to leave it alone, he's telling you leave out the leave the process alone. Let the process be itself. Let it do what it needs to do. It's just like in some cookings and some things, when you had a pressure cooker, a certain thing, and they tell you once you lock it, leave it alone, because when you take that top off of it, it's going to let all the flavor and the steam and everything, and it's going to mess it all up. So you just got to let it go through the process. How many processes in your life? Oh, come on now. Oh, Jesus. God's telling you, you know, I need you to, Leave this area alone and let me work in this right now. I'm going to just keep reading because, see, now nah, I really got the melon. Negligence in keeping this law causes untold moral and spiritual defeats. If we allow natural attraction and human admiration or the lack of these to govern our efforts, we will surely fail in our work and our lives should be ruined. To obtain genuine fruitfulness, we frequently need to disregard fleshly relationships or in the case of those dearest to us, at least regulate them to a subordinate place. Our thoughts and desires must be offered completely to the Lord. He is our source. He is our all in all. We will undertake whatever we know intuitively through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The flesh has no possibility of participating in God's service. Now, let's go back to that room again. I said, you got that one room in that apartment. Your flesh can't go in that room. You go into that room to hear from God, to get God's guidance and direction, then you come back out. 
your flesh can't participate in what the Spirit is doing. That's one of the main reasons he has you praying in the Spirit. See, when you're praying in the Spirit, that's a Spirit-to-Spirit communion. He purposely keeps you at a lack and at a loss because he knows you're going to get in the way, you're going to mess it up, you don't know what he's talking about, you don't know what's being done. And that's the same main reason why some of you all struggle to do it because you want your hands in it. You got to know. I don't, oh, yeah, I'm about to cut somebody. I don't trust it. Ooh, I'm going to keep reading. We will undertake whatever we know intuitively through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The flesh has no possibility of participating in God's service. The measure of our spiritual usefulness depends upon how penetrating the cost is cut into our flesh. Do not look at apparent success. Rather, look at how much is done by God's crucified one. Nothing can cover the flesh, not even good intention, zeal, or labor. And though they be in the name of the Lord Jesus and for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, God himself will work. There's no interference from the flesh. We should realize that in a matter of serving God, there's even the possibility of <coughs> holy fire, that which is unspiritual. Ooh. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not in the cutting mood today. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it's <laughs> not that... Okay, disclaimer, because you know you cut somebody. But go right ahead. Right. It's not that he's not... It's not that you don't trust him. He's not God. The last statement was about the fact of how we have to take out of our flesh that mm-hmm. uh, take uh, take out of our flesh and 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 basically go into the room and mm-hmm. it'll be a spiritual place. Mm-hmm. The reason why you can't see him doing it and getting it done and getting it done with through you and with you. Is because he's not God. Mm. Trust don't have nothing to do with this. All you're saying to him is that I know who you say that you are, but I've not experienced you to be God, so I don't think that you're him because I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe it. It's far deeper than the fact that we just don't trust him and what he's going to do. We are looking him blatantly out of all the things that he has blessed us with and he has created us to do and saw us through and allowed to happen to us, which would be good or bad that had a result, and said, I know this is what you said, but I don't trust you and you're not God because if you're God, I would trust you with all things that are concerning me. So it's either now, you said we were in graduate courses and some PhD courses, right? Yep. It's either he's God or he ain't nothing at all. If you've already gone through the undergrad and elementary school and high school, you've gotten to know the, the, the battlefield. <clears throat> you know what is him and what's not him. You know how he moves and how he does not move. 
So with the expectation that you're having to say that, well, I don't, I don't know if I trust you. That's not what he hears, that, he, that we don't trust him. He hears that he's not our God. Because if he was our God, we would trust him. If he was our God, we would, he would, we would move when he says for us to move. This is all of us. This is not excluding any, this is not excluding the person who's saying it either. There are some times in our life that he tells us to move, that we don't move as if we didn't hear him say move. Prime example yesterday. I came on the line and I told you guys that I was going to start fasting, which the Bible says that you don't necessarily have to announce that. But I was saying that corporately, I thought, well, we should do it. So during lunchtime, I was upset. I wasn't hungry. But my aunt put ham in the stir fry. And I specifically told her, put something on the side or not put it in there or whatever. So she put it in a stir fry. So they end up eating. Everybody ends up eating. And I didn't eat anything for dinner because I ate chicken for dinner because I didn't want the stir fry. So um, before that, my patient's wife says, Mark, you know, um, it's Ramadan and people are fasting. I said, I'm fasting, but I'm not fasting because of Ramadan. Now, mind you, this is a person who's not spiritual, who is not um, interested about religion. And she's like, well, you're not Muslim? I said, no. She said, well, what are you? I said, well, my background is Pentecostal, but I studied the Jewish faith as well. And I studied as an under-rabbi. She says, oh, really? She says, are you Jewish? I said, well... You're Jewish by two terms, by your blood as well as your belief patterns and what you have basically um, given of yourself of. And she said, well, are you Jewish on both? Perhaps I said, yes, that's what I practice and believe, as well as I have Jewish blood in me. She's like, oh, okay. Now, mind you, this goes from the statement of just two days ago, you don't eat pork because of some myth and something mystical, and it's a myth, Mark, to, oh, Mark, you don't eat pork because you are Jewish? Two days later, because of a stance of this is what I am and this is who I serve and I can't hide it anymore. I know what I have to face here. So, this is what it is. So you went from saying what I believe was a myth to respecting what I believe in two days. That's moving how he says to move to get a desired result. Because before that, Sam, there was no respect or reverence there. It was a joke, and it was deemed a myth 
just because I stood firm to what my practices were. No, I'm not going to eat what you guys eat, and I will forego eating if that's the case. That's not saying that you have to conform to me because you can eat it around me, but that's saying that I'm not going to do it. So that can give the um, the understanding that that's where I am, as well as at least she has grown to give it a level of respect because of how I conduct myself. But if I didn't obey him, I would do as they would do. Hello? I'm here. So that's important for, like you were just saying, to go in the room and go in the room in the right spirit, with the spirit, and not from a carnal um, appetite to basically feed that which is carnal, which is going to be temporal, versus deal with that which is eternal, which is in the spirit. Okay. What is this cat doing? That's what I thought she was doing. Okay. We will undertake whatever we know intuitively through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The flesh has no possibility of participating in God's service. The measure of our spiritual usefulness depends upon how penetratingly the cross is cut into our flesh. Do not look at apparent success. Rather, look at how much is done by God's crucified ones. Nothing can cover the flesh, not even good attention, zeal, or labor, and though they be the name of the Lord Jesus and for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, God himself will work. He brooks no interference from the flesh. We should realize that in the matter of serving God, there is even the possibility of offering unholy fire, that which is unspiritual. This arouses God's wrath. Any fire which is not kindled by the Holy Spirit and our spirit is but unholy fire and is deemed sinful in God's sight. Not all deeds done for God are his deeds. Doing for him is not enough. The question is, who is doing the doing? God will not recognize any labor as his if it simply reflects the believer's activity and is carried out in his strength. God's recognized work must be done by God himself through the spirit of the believer. Whatever comes from the flesh should perish with the flesh. Only what comes from God remains forever. Doing what is ordered by him can never fail. And that is our lesson for today. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Crazy animal. All righty. Questions, comments, criticism, complaints.
Alrighty then, questions, comments, criticisms, complaints going once. Questions, comments, criticisms, complaints going twice. Going three times. Woo! Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Mm hmm. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Okie dokie, smokey. Well, I guess it's time for the prayer. Who wants to go first? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to go first? Yeah, yeah. It's Friday. Don't play with me. I'll hang up in a hot second. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> y'all be up on the line by yourself. But you know I hang up in a minute, <laughs> and will not call back in. <laughs> yup, I'm in the flesh. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I speak life into this man of God. I speak strength mm, into this man of God. I speak anointing and power. Ooh, into this man of God. Rise up. <coughs> Rise up. Move. Mm. Rise up and move. Run did it go, Father God. Mm, yeah, Mark, stand up and just begin to walk around. Just begin to walk around. Rise up and move, Lord. Rise up and move. Mm. For you are treading on serpents and scorpions. Rise up and move, for you are covered by my blood. Mm. Rise up and move. If I have anointed you with power and authority, rise up and move, for I am purifying your life. Allow me to finish that which I have started in you. Rise up and move and watch me. Watch me work all these things out. For I've called you to another level in me. Rise up and move. 
or it was enemy ground, but when you tread upon it, it became holy ground. Come on now. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Did you get that one there? Here you go into enemy territory, but because of God and his anointing and his direction, when you walk into enemy territory, it now becomes holy ground. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Now that's power there. Mm-hmm. That's power there, baby. Father God, continue to move in this man of God's life. Continue to transform him into the fullness of who you called him to be. Continue to bless him and equip him so he can become your son. In Jesus Christ, I say, Amen. 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 All righty. Amen. All right, who's next? You can pray for me. Oh, Hey, Mark, you know who's on the line? Aresia. She's a miracle worker. <laughs> She's a miracle worker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She's a miracle worker. <laughs> All right, let me pray for her children. Father God, I did it. Go, Jakira Rich, you did it. Go, Ever Ebony, you did it. Go, Charles, you did it. Charles, you did it. Go, Bosca, you did Nobody else on the list. You did it. Go, Sish, 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 you did Thank you, Father. And let me get the adults. Bosket it goes to the Randall Gossation, the Gossation, and Randall Gossada. Bosket it and Rasker, the Gossation, Randall Gossation, Randall Gossada. Bosket it Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Saga, for a shed of Gossada. Bosket it Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossa, for a brand of the Saga Gossation, the Gossation, the Saga, for Randall Gossation, the Gossaga Sada. For a shed of Gossation, the Gossation, the Gossaga. Child, where you at? You want juice? Huh? No. Okay. Brandy go say she go saraga daga. Brandy go say she 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 go saraga. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Robust get the gandaska. Thank you, Father God. Robust get the gandaska. Sakara. Name I pray, man. 
We got the children, we got the adults. Let's do church. You rumble, kuskara da ganda, shedder kusada, hundred of sidakasada, the job. Rondi gundi da ganda da gosu, shedder kusaraka, and her business. Jedder badda da ganda da gundi da ganda da gindi da gundi da gundi da ganda da ganda da gundi da ganda Horiada, said the ghost, did 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 the now let's get to Tony. Yambo Karimboski, Yando Kurandi Kisi Kete, Yandro Sukumbu Kuru, Harandi Kisi did a Kosi, Yandro Kurandi, Harashi did a Kosi, 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 we praise our name. We thank you, Father, for this man of God, for this vessel. Continue to move in his life. Continue to bless him. Continue to keep him in you, Father. Continue, Father God, this to go station at Arkanda. You're the host, you're the move in a mighty way. Yet it'll go station at Gosaga. Humbus get it to go station at Shadar Gombasa. Hush get it to go station at Shadar Gosada. Humbus get it to go station at Dasker or Gosaranda or Gosation of Ganda. Horridis get it to go Saragana. Horoboskara will give you the glory. Yara that it'll go to the ghost of the Grande Gasaraga. Hush get a Gandrafka. Horashid it'll go station at Ganda. Horashish it'll go station. Haradish get it to go station at we glorify you, Father,
anointed you with the power to perform miracles to walk in that realm. There's going to be demands placed upon that anointing. You're going to just sense through your intuition that you need to do something beyond what you would normally do. Beyond just counseling or listening or praying for somebody, you're going to sense and know mm, there's going to be a pull oh yeah, that, no, we need to take this to another level. And that's the funny part, especially upon those who you would not be comfortable in doing it with. Because what would you say about feelings, thoughts, desires, and emotions? <laughs> There's no place for that. <laughs> ah, so God purposely is going to force you to move so he can do what needs to be done. Your obedience will make the difference. Your obedience and your willingness to be used by God will allow people to come up out of themselves and to submit to that which needs to be done in their life. So, Father God, we just give you the praise and the glory as you continue to bless your daughter, increasing her heart and her life. In Jesus' name I pray, man. And, yes, that was for you, Erica, before you sent me a text. So who's you praying for? <laughs> Everybody want to laugh until it's their turn. Oh, uh, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't now. I mean, you know, you gonna be on. Yeah, mm-hmm, you coming? You already know. How's it gonna I declined prayer today. Ah, uh, nah. You, you know, you opened up when you opened your mouth, so you coming? First of all, lady who just talked about everybody want to laugh. You ain't gonna write out of my brother for free. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Oh, now we gotta pay a fee. We gotta pay a fare. You ain't gonna write out of my brother by yourself, now. Hold on, man. You gonna ride out uh, right on both of us? I ain't let you go trade today. <laughs> so, uh, you just oh, make me some say. t-shirts, Mister Mark. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you, well, first of all, now wait a minute. I told y'all y'all was procrastinating two weeks ago in a text message, and you ain't said nothing back to me. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying. You're right. You're right. Oh, so they know right on me because I've been ready. I'll stay ready. I'm ready now. <laughs> I got my computer in front of me right now. Were you, were you born ready? You were born ready? See how I go? I was came in, I came out as a prophet. I'm good. All right now. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Now apologize to my brother. No. he. Let me tell you why I'm not going to apologize. He's so far in the deficit. That's that 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 one there, that ain't gonna happen. And I, I'm good with well, it. Oh, so he's listen. so far he is so listen. far in the deficit. Listen. If he got back child support, I ain't paying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we ain't gonna air all the dirty laundry out on the, on the line. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if he got if he got back bills to pay, I I can't help him because I got to I'm trying to get my own self right. <laughs> but you know, I had to you know, I had to stand in the gap for him because, you know, Today was the stand in the gap day for me because I even stood in the gap and accepted a big challenge for um Aresia. Mm-hmm. I did that. All right now. I Amen. stood in the gap for my sister because I love her so much. Mm, amen on that one. <laughs> Sam. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because you already know she she's liable to come out that meeting again. Wait, wait. We know she's driving, so she might. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm all ready, to my... and I hear all this nonsense oh. y'all talking. All of it. Hey, dear. How are you, honey? Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey, dear. Even to the point that you all have people looking at me crazy. I'm just saying. We got people looking at you crazy, girl. I have to you every day. What you talking about? Well, see, I ain't did all. See, Sam, you know you'd be riding out, Sam, and then you'd be putting me out there like I said that, like I'm with you. I ain't with you with that. I mean, I was supposed to be. You see how people dis- disassociate themselves when it gets hot in the streets? Well, I didn't tell him to say all that. Okay. So, what you're saying is that he should have consulted with you. If he wants you to ride out with him, he's supposed to consult with you before he does. Via te- text me or something so I know where we're going so I don't have to get ready. I ain't got no bullets. I'm going to write you a note. Thank you. Lisa, I ain't got nobody's bulletproof vest on, and he just put us out there so I get shot at. I don't like that. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I do have another praise report as well. If y'all already, I mean, if y'all listening. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me just see this. Say this real quick, Erica. If you're still listening, I sent you a message. I need, um, as soon as you're able, I need your bio for what it is that you want read to introduce you at the conference, my dear sister. Okay. I do. I do get it, and I will when I get back home. Amen. Actually, I need you to send it to me also. Hey, where you come from? Actually, you don't even need to send it to me. You send it straight to the committee chair. Miss Pamela Sotty will gladly receive your bio. Amen, amen, amen again. (laughs) Well, since we're talking about that, was that what I was supposed to be working on for you, Erica? No, Erica's in the... So, you know, she ain't supposed to be talking. She's supposed to be paying attention to the speakers. Yeah. 
Did I just bust out? I'm going go back on mute. Turn me on Baby, look, look, look. But a lot of things she's supposed to be doing, she ain't doing. But anyway, move around. <laughs> I hear you, Lord. I hear you. <laughs> anyway. You ready for your prayer, Lisa? Oh, I'm sorry. Mark had a question. My bad. Go ahead. No, I don't have a question. I just said, you know, you need to stop writing out because we're outnumbered. Hey, you know, that's we're, we're already down the dude right now. That's how we roll. Ain't no problem. I, do, I ain't scared. Because I can handle all uh, of them if I had to. Uh, 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 uh. I ain't scared. Okay. Well, we ain't scared. So when they start riding out, we're going to ride out back. Go, go war in the spirit. Hmm. Oh, wait, I know what, my brother. What, what, <laughs> what, what's that, day, um, that song? Um, 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 um. Young, 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 uh, young outlaws. Young, uh, I can't think of the name of them. It was a movie and a song. The Regulators. Yeah, Regulators. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. See, she know. She know. Yeah, I know how your mind works, which is a scary thing sometimes. Oh. Ooh. I know how your mind works. Ooh. So oh. I think that's the song that you were trying to... Um, Oh. Up oh, 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 mm. you ready for your prayer? Because I ain't got nothing to say about that one. Uh, sure, let's go for it. Okay, let's pray for new legacy. Your baby. You better pray for new legacy. <laughs> I'm going to pray for her baby, New Legacy, Ooh. which starts on Monday. Mm. Not even totally aware of it yet. Huh? I mean, you see and sense and going through things, but it's is much deeper than you re- recognize. It's a spiritual, well as a natural uproar. Yeah. So you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> mm. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! Oh, Randy, go see the go see the go Sandraka. Go see the go see the go go see go see the go see the go go Saraga. Daka. Go see the go see the go Randy go see the go Randaka. Go Karakandi go see the go see the go Saraga. Harandish the go see the Randy go see the Kanda. Hmm. Yeah, the go see the go see the go see the go Saraga. 
Yada do go sa de de go sa da handa do go gandaka. Okay, so whew, well interesting. And this is what's gonna happen, see. Your school has caused an uproar both in the spirit as well as the natural, and believe it or not, there are actually a group. I don't know how formulated or how formal they might be who's actually scheming to take you down. But, see, this is the thing. Um now, this again, while we got to trust God and for him to be God, the way God has situated and maneuvered, first of all, you're anointed. Your school is anointed because, like we talked about, you know, being led and letting the spirit lead you, you're covered. So there are things that they have tried to do which have fallen on the ground to no avail. But everything that I'm seeing is going to come to light. You're going to see the people. And understand this, this is also demonically inspired as well because Satan is pissed because in an area that he had on lock, God is raising up a vessel. Understand what I'm saying. Satan is pissed. He had this aspect of it under control. Now, it's just like when Barack became president, even when Trump come becoming president, it brings out everything and everybody. Your school, because it's anointed, is bringing out the the haters, the negativity. You're going to begin to see this, and you're going to go, oh, my God. But it doesn't matter. It's just like what I when I was praying for Mark, you can walk on unholy ground. You will tread on the scorpions and the serpents. And once you trod on it, it shall become holy because of the presence of the power of God. But God is going to begin to reveal to you all of this. Don't you get upset about it. Uh-huh. You just praise God when you begin to see. Because, see, he has planted that school, mm, mm, mm. and that school is growing in him, mm, mm, mm. and ain't nothing the enemy can do about it. As long as you stay faithful and obedient to him, it will flourish and prosper because it is what he desires to do. And that is for new legacy. Wow. Mercy, Lord. And Sam, she knows the people. You know what? I was in mm, Mark. That was in my spirit. I swear it was. No, the people that, that, that hang, it's, it's five parents that left, and I don't even know how many parents left. It was five. Uh, I don't know that. I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah, I'm that telling was, you that it was five. It was exactly I, five. Well, I just said there's five parents that left. I don't know what number left. I just told you what I heard. Right, and I'm 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 confirming that I'm confirming. Now, with that being said, Sam said it before I could get it out. Don't get pissed off. Mm. Change your access code. You know it's coming. <laughs> Change your access code. You know it's here. Change your access code. Don't respond. And then the other thing is that 
I need you to hear me because this is what I've had to do for myself. I need you to start tracking your progress. Each child needs to have a folder as Mm -hmm. to where they were when you got them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to where they are now that you've had them. Mm -hmm. And they do. Including those that are gone. Okay. Why am I saying that? Because statistics can't Mm -hmm. lie. Mm -hmm. Numbers Mm -hmm. can't lie. And I'm going to give you proof of this. My own aunt works with me. She gives me the most grief ever. She tells my patient's wife that she hates that I'm here, but everybody that I got approved through the insurance agency has been approved that one time I never had to resubmit a thing. I am seven for seven at this point. As of yesterday, I am now the sole caretaker of a million-dollar policy with seven employees, and now I'm about to bring in two RNs to be on staff to watch over if something were to happen to her as well as him. So I'm covered. So my license is not the only highest license in the house, as well as there won't be any any disruption from my aunt or anybody else arguing with me because I am on the same level as them, though I'm the manager, what we're going to do and how we're going to proceed. My statistics are right there in the folders, Uh, how I've invoiced, how I've taken care of the agencies, how I've basically taken care of the payroll. It's written. Anybody could come pick up the folders. But if I basically went off my memory and said I did X, Y, and Z, it might be something I missed. But in nursing, if it ain't documented and ain't done, document it and then drop the mic Here's the folder. Uh, walk off. They can't change nothing. Uh, uh-huh, uh. When I'm not here, you can go through every folder and see if my stuff is in order. When I'm here, you can go through every folder and check and see if my stuff is in order. I'm always two weeks ahead on payroll with all the stuff filled out. Why? Because people are always trying to catch you, catch you slipping. No. You can't do that. Somebody Uh said that they didn't know anything about my payroll system, but they signed the paperwork. And I asked them, how do you sign something that I didn't tell you about? Uh So it's it's essential right now that you think about, I mean, I don't care if it is training how to count to multiples or whatever. Write down, and the Bible says, write it down and make it plain in Habakkuk. So when they see, they run. You need to understand that it's essential for you to start tracking your progress because what you're seeing is God moving. You're watching God work. You track your progress as well as you make your statistics be what it is. And those are the numbers that you start rattling off when people start challenging you. I have X, Y percentage of my kids reading from this level to this level and X, Y. That's going to shut down any devil, any spirit, any person, anything, because numbers cannot lie. Amen? No, you, you, you are exactly right. And um, you are exactly right. And that's why I kept <clears> – <throat> because – 
what you're saying is is what I do. I kept all the papers. No, not all the papers, but I still have a considerable number of you know the children's schoolwork. Still have all of their grades, even the ones who left way back when. There's a folder, a red folder on every single solitary student because okay. a lot of them, you know, I got these babies, Mark. I promise you, half of them freaking couldn't read. I got third grade. Hey, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm here. I'm here listening, but she she just walked in, so I'm gonna put you on mute. Okay, okay. So you know, yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. The point is that you're right. You are absolutely right, and that's why I have my stuff in order. I wish they would pull it. But thank you. I'll pass you and go ahead. I'm not even going anyway. Um. Also. Continue see this diversification thing you're doing uh-huh. as far as being led by the Lord to do the conferences and the DCDs and all that other stuff. That is something from God, uh-huh. and that's another thing that's going to allow you to flourish in spite of. Because now the enemy won't be able to control you because now you have multiple streams, whereas he's trying to choke uh-huh. you out one way give you supply from another way. So you are fully walking in the fullness of what he's called you to do. Walk it out. Seek him for the guidance and the strength and look to him for the outcome. You're fully doing and becoming the woman of God he called you to be. Trust in that. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. So he is providing for you. His provision is coming through your obedience. As long as you stay obedient, the provision will follow. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So what you're saying is, okay. That your school is not going to be your main source of income. So you're saying, because it sounds like what you're saying is um, that that was a way that he was, because that's distraction too. You know, if I'm worried about money and, you mm-hmm. know, everything else, then that's a way to throw me off my square. But because I'm the first versifying, um, you know, he can't get me like that because there's something else coming. Mm-hmm. And that's also biblical principle, diversification. Oh, I didn't know that. Where is that at? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, with some stuff we read, and I think Solomon was the main one that began to brought it up in some of our readings, but I think in Proverbs. I can go back, I can find it, but it's also uh-huh. biblical. Because I think hmm. when it started out, it didn't so well. I'm pretty sure it was Solomon in Proverbs, but it did use the term diversification, but when he enlightened it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, so I, have, I have to go back to find it, but it is a bit, it is a bit of. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, all right. So, you know what? And see, that's important, too. And world, we're not being greedy because we're trying to make money. We're trying to get paid. We're trying to, I mean, right now we're trying to cover our shadow because they're going to you ain't lying about that. That's the whole entire truth. 
But as we grow and we're doing these different avenues, it's not I'm trying to be greedy and make all the money because that's what some people are going to label it as because they don't understand. I'm diversifying so that when this stream or this brook dries up, I can go over here and get fed over here. That's what Elijah did. When that brook dried over, he went to another area and was fed. That's the diversification. We're doing it. Okay. The fact that we're trying to make money, we're the fact that we're trying to be obedient and God is using it to bless his people and body. Out of the pro- out of that process again comes that word. We are becoming prosperous. Oh, oh! I know I'm tired. I know I'm tired. Oh, I know. Well, let me, but, but, but can I be honest about something? Since this is supposed to be a biblical line, let me be honest about something. And I don't know if this will help somebody. I'm going to go ahead and share my anguish and pain. <laughs> I'm going to be, here, here's, here's the thing that, I, and I'm being like as honest as I can possibly be just because, you know, I was saying, you know, I don't care. I'm I'm transparent anyway. But maybe, you know, like I said, this will help someone. What I am discovering is this isn't the first time that I've been frustrated or tired or, you know, whatever. But I can honestly say to you that this is the first time that I have been tired from walk, trying to walk full out. See, what I've discovered is there's a difference between tired from being on BS and tired from actually doing what you're supposed to do. Because, you know, being on some stuff will make you tired, too, now. Mm-hmm. You know, being on mess will make you tired, too. That takes energy, too. But what I figured out is you have to ask yourself the question, what would you rather be tired from? Because one is going to yield results and the other one is going to yield nothing. And so now this is really the first time where I've really kind of grabbed hold to the vision that I know God had for my life. And I'm I'm really just going at it full throttle. And so while, yes, I'm sleepy, I'm tired, I'm all of that stuff, it's way different. It's much different than from before, and so I don't mind the tired now because now I'm in alignment. If not totally, I'm doggone sure trying to get to that point. So there truly is a difference in 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 what you're tired and exhausted and frustrated from. And so now I was thinking about what you said um, when you were talking about your old karate teacher. I think it was your martial arts teacher. And you guys would exercise. You would do however many push-ups or sit-ups or whatever, lift weights or whatever it was you guys were doing. And you said you didn't start counting the reps until it started to burn or until you had kind of reached what you thought was your threshold. And so that's kind of where I am now, I feel like I now I can start counting the reps. I couldn't count the reps before because I wasn't doing it. But not for real. I mean, I was, but not like this. So now I feel like 
now I'm starting to count the reps. I hope something I just said made sense. To validate what you just said, when I am in my and when I am in my and when I'm in my space and in my zone and in my lane and doing what God has told me to do, that which used to be uncomfortable to me is comfortable to me because I'm where I'm supposed to be. So that which should have made me tired, made me frustrated, made me want to give up. I'm not there anymore because I'm in my vein now. Because I'm in my vein, I'm doing that in which I was created to do. So if I'm doing what I was created to do, nothing can stop me. (laughs) The reason why that is is that this is what you were created to do. Finally walking out in purpose instead of just living, not living with purpose. There's a difference. It's not the same. It's not the same. But anyway, Pastor, you go ahead. I know you were done. If you didn't go to sleep on it. What'd you say, woman? I said if you're still amongst us, if you didn't fall asleep, I know that you weren't quite done. You were doing the, the personal. Actually, I was praying for the school. I'm going to get ready to pray for you next. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> what? What's what? This should be interesting. Hmm, yara kande do Hmm. Okay. This gonna be fun. So this is what we gonna do. I'm going to pray for you, and then say, I am ready. Now, this is the key. When I pray for you, of course, you know it's going to be. Of course, you know that in your mind, you're not going to understand what's being said. So now, when you're confessing out of your mouth, that you are ready, you are trusting God for whatever he is saying needs to be done to be performed in your life. And I'm breaking this down to you because I want you to consciously understand when you utter those words that I am ready, what you are saying and what's behind it. It's very purposeful and it's very powerful and it's going to be very impactful. So when I say, question, are you ready? Then you're a, I am ready. 
Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Uski mboarande skere rokosu. Woo. She has completely said yes. She has confessed it out of her mouth to you, Father. She will yield and allow you to do those things that need to be done in her life. Yes, Holy Spirit, your boss get right now. Move. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for Rambosa Shaka. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Alrighty. Good morning. What's up, Nene? How's you doing? It's all good. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still on the read? I'm asking for prayer. Hmm. I said we still on the read, or you asking for prayer? Uh no, prayer. You ready for prayer? Yes, I am. I am highly about the ready. You what? I am bona fide ready. Oh, okay. I guess she highly bona fide ready then, peoples. I guess okay. I need to highly bona fide pray for her then, huh? What you reckon, so? <laughs> I reckon. All right, you. 
father ga yere do ko dide ga ndere shede do ko mborane do dide ga ndro skoro ko mborane do seshiro ko seshiro ko seshiro ko seshiro ko sandada ga ndere ko seshiro karanda ko saka rondo ko dide ga rado ko seshiro ko mbokarara ga sada hora shede do ko seshiro ndrane ko sala kandaka rande ko dide ga rande ko rande ko sede ko sala ko sala ko saka hora ndishkere do ko mbokarada ka hora shede do ko sa we thank you for the anointing that goes to the Kandara, for the covering that goes to the Kandara, move in a life and teach her how to walk after you, Father. Teach her how to flow with you, Lord. Teach her how to move in the fullness of your capacity and not her own, Lord. Holy Spirit, continue to reveal to her who you are and who she is so she can rest peacefully in you, Lord. Help the anointing of Christ become that which leads, guides, and directs her, Father, not walking according to her own desires, but walk according to you. Father, continue to keep her in your bosom. Keep her in your in your peace. Keep her in your strength. Keep her in all things that pertain to you, Father. We rebuke the enemy over her life. We rebuke all things the enemy desiring to do you, and we say that your word will rise up. She will be anointed. She will be covered. She will be made whole because, Jesus, you desire to do such in her life. In your holy name, we say amen, amen, and amen. And we got cut off. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay. You can also pray for Chrissy. She gonna need it. I know she gonna need it. Girl, try to get me to buy her some chicken wings. Other day, what's wrong with that girl? She crazy. What she do? <laughs> try to get me to buy her. Hey, that's your I walked in there. Um, I think it was last week, and she called security on me. <laughs> And I told her, I said, well, maybe you need to go move. You need to go move in with security, huh? Wow, there you go. Uh huh. Uh huh. These are crazy, crazy children. Okay. Yeah. Look, got got very vivid imagination. Mm, got vivid something. Okay. And ain't gonna be in tongue either. <laughs> Yeah, but she's but she's in need of much prayer. Okay, no problem. And and, and pray for her to get her mind right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I got that much in it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see it's that hard over there. You need to be put some jumper cables on it. Hey, might need to do something. <laughs> a whole lot. Are you ready? Yep. I father God, run to go say she to go run to go to the gas, she to go run to go to the gas, 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 the Father God, I'm lifting up Chrissy, your child, running the position of the position of the Sergada. I'm lifting up your daughter, and you're in the position of the Sergada. I'm lifting up your request to the Kandrakra, the Sergada. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're in the position of the Sandraska, the Sada. Hobos, Kedakas, and Dishkurukumbaka. 
Horashi Deskar Goskarakanda, Shirbuste, Sakaraji, Holy Name is so. We pray for Tisa, Randa Gosisha, 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 Randa Gosisha, 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 and the neighbor Brenda, Hoshka the Gossation of Gossation of Gossadaga, Hoshka the Gossation of Gossadaga, Hoshka the Gossation of Gossation of Gossadaga, Hoshka the Gossation of Gossandra Scarago, Sakara. Amen. Let me go ahead and do my crew while I'm thinking about it. And pray for Brenda. Huh? That's a word you said? I'm going to go ahead and pray for my crew while I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay. And pray for Brandon. Yet I go see she to 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 Iris, Brandon, um, Kyle, Randy, Gosisha, 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 Gosaga, Randy, Gosisha, 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 Gosaga, Randy, Gosisha, 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 Gosaga, Randy, Gosisha, Gosaga, Saga, Gosisha, Gosaga, Horoshida, Gosaga, Shibuska, Gaganda, Hushkaranda, Sakara, Iris, Kyle, Brandon, Yurubusa, Dergan, the gentleman caller, Randy, Gosisha, Gosisha, Gosaga, Randy, Gosisha, Gosaga, Sada, Randy, Gosisha, Gosisha, Gosaga, Randy, Gosaga, Sakara, Lorenzo, Randy, Gosisha, 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 Gosaga, and Who else wants prayer going once? Who else wants prayer going twice? Oh, how much time we got left? About six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Doug, you press you on. Okay, if you're done, um, would you also include a uh, prayer from my uh, classmate, Phaedra? Let me pray for Phaedra first. Randy Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Gosan, Randy Gosta, the Deskor, the Gumbos, Karaganda, Shed, the Gosti, Shedaganda, Kada, Randy Gosishi, the Gosishi, and Dodder Gosti, Dedi the Gosan, Randy Gosta, De. Thank you, Father God, Boske, the Gosishi, the Gombaka, Hoshke, the Deshikasa, Haram Boske, the Gosan, Randy Gosishi, the Gosta. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the Gosti, the Gandra, the Gosti, Shedaganda, for Boske, the Gandish, the Gosta, Daka, Horishi, Shemboske, the Daka. Father, we praise thy name, Yaragasa. We glorify your Roshkere We seek your faith, Zora Shirakasa. We seek your presence, Rondre Thank you, Father God. Boskere Ganda, Shirakosa, Shirakasa, and Reshkere Ganda, Shirakasa, 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 Shirakasa
Peshkan Ebosei Shabbat. We thank you, Father God. Yeah, I knew you was going to do that. We thank you, Father God. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And let me pray for your fam. Haradesh kerego bos kerego kandrane rego sede. Haradesh kerego sede shendrane rego sede. Haradesh kerego sede de rego sande de gonde de rego gonde. Ah, hmm, 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 hmm. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Rande rego sede ke hela. Rondrigo <laughs> Thank you, Father God, for her family, Roska de Bosca de Ganda, for moving in that capacity. Brandon Gosation, 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 Gosaraga. We thank you, Holy Spirit, your Rombosca de Ganda, the Gosation of Gadaka, for keeping him, your Gosset of Sandra Kanda. We thank you, Father God, Randall Gosation of Gosaraga, for blessing and anointing him, Randall Gosation of Gosation of Gosaraga, Holy Shadaka, Hora Shidiki, Hora Shadaka, Shedder of Gosada, Holy Shedder of Gosation of Gosation of Gosada, Hosher of Gosset. Harashaka, Shirabose, Shindiki, Horashaka, Shiraposaraka, Shiraka Sadaka. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. 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 I'll start with you and if necessary need for we call back in. Hey, I told you I want to pray. I wouldn't finish praying for her. No, 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 With whatever time is left to pray for you, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray. Randiko se shedeke, yondo randiko sandeke. O randike, shedeko mboko, randike yo. Randike se yomboko, randike se yandaka. O randike, shedeko mbose, randike se deke yo. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. For a boy's kid to go see, for a shitty to go see, for a brand guy, yes. Hmm, interesting, Lord. Ah, very interesting. Yeah, that'll go sad, that guy. Randy to go see, 
Yeah, the Gosa. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Gosada. We thank you.